the squadron. They called him Bullets, but we call him Greg Kelly. Greg Kelly is on the air on the Red Apple Podcast Network. And we're back as we were yesterday as Greg Kelly is away. It's Anthony Weiner on the left, yours truly on the right. You can hear us regularly Saturdays on our Mothership Connection, WABC 4 to 5. After Anthony Weiner for two hours prior takes on everyone who's a Trump supporter and other issues, but a lot of Trump supporters, because clearly you are a very strong Democrat, I would say, a Biden supporter, but in many instances you've criticized Biden. Now, now we're on four to five, but we used to be on from two to three, me and you together, left versus right. Yes. And then you mentored me, and you pushed me like a like a mother bird pushing a little chicklet out of right. out of the nest. You pushed me out. You convinced the folks here. He's ready. I got an hour show on my own called The Middle, and then they expanded it to a second hour again with your advice. And part of your advice was, and I think it's getting me in trouble here during the day, is be yourself. If you think these callers are wrong, go ahead and tell them. I'm looking at social media yesterday. I said, this guy, Wiener, he disagrees with everyone who calls in. I'm saying all I can do is I call him as I see him. But uh, but, but now now, now I'm on the air three hours on Saturday, thanks to you. The- well, look, you are the only real Democrat on WABC. Right. And your, your voice needs to be heard. If we just want all Republicans, you have all Republicans. And then it's like one big chorus, and we never hear anything else. And then... All the Democrats listen to Democrats, all the Republicans listen to Republicans, and the independents determine who become the next president and who gets elected. But, and then and then there are some people who are ACDC, yes. who yeah, they kind of go both ways. You know, they... <laughs> that is true. That is true. But let's talk about the issue that we broke here that nobody else spoke about. <clears throat> there was a caravan of Hamas supporters, Palestinian supporters, who worked their way down the Van Wick right towards the lip of JFK, which means you've left the NYPD circumference of patrol and you're now in the circumference of the Port Authority of New York, a police department that is responsible for the bridges, the airports, uh, the Port Authority. Uh, it's a uh, dual state um, uh, agency. Uh, New York and New Jersey. Right. right. The governors make the appointments, but the police always remain the same. And most big cities have something like this, you know, something that is not the city proper, but it is the airport authority. And that's kind of what this is. And so uh, some of the caravans around the country have tried to block airports, especially with the knowing all the people that are going to be uh, heading out uh, for the long holiday exodus. And there have been fights. You know, fight in L.A. There were like fights at LAX. You know, it's like uh, L.A., there's no such thing as mass transportation. It's either you got four <laughs> wheels or not. So the, it didn't matter if I supported the Palestinians. Or not. I got to catch a fight at LAX. So they're swinging and winging. That did not happen this time. The caravan moved slowly in the direction of JFK, well organized. And then they all stopped simultaneously, preventing anyone from behind of moving on to JFK, naturally beeping horns, people upset, but no fights. Port Authority responded very quickly. They are the agency in charge of the airports. They made 19 arrests. Uh, they requisitioned a bus that we believe is uh, driven by one of the regular callers. Not, not, not Adam from Mineola. Yes, Adam, really? we believe so. 
We're hoping at some point that Adam reports in today because Adam calls both Greg Kelly and calls uh, uh, James Dominic. Golden. He calls Dominic and, Dominic right. and he tells you his story. Hey, I've been locked up three times, twice in state facilities, once in a federal facility. I now drive the terminal bus for the Port Authority from Terminal A, B, C, D, round and round. And when I get a break, I call into WABC, but he always listens. We need more people like him listening. Totally. And not only that, today, wow, it'd be like eyes and ears. So while the Port Authority is making these mass arrests and immediately taking the the vehicles out with the tow trucks so that it could free up the traffic, and they did it in like a half hour, uh, you yourself were coming from JFK. I was on the way there, and I didn't know what was going on. But, you know, for the uninitiated, for people who aren't from New York, I know there's a nationally syndicated show. One of the great weaknesses of the infrastructure in New York City is we don't have seamless, easy one-seat rides to our airports. So if you are going from Manhattan, um, the big business center, to the airports or back from the airport to the business center, it is basically you're spinning a roulette wheel. You could be on the road for two hours easily. You can be on the road for 30 minutes if it's no traffic. So we're on the way out there. And this is a big, important trip because it's not Huma traveling anywhere. We were sending Jordan for the first time unaccompanied on a flight. I don't know if you've done this with any of your kids yet. This is a very big deal for him. And to further add to the irony of this delay, he was going to the United Arab Emirates. What? To visit some of his cousins. The UAE. Right. So we're driving out there, and we're heading east, and I start to see – the, the the cars here that are cabs, say TLC on the license plate, and I start to see them leave the LIE and start to head for the Woodhaven exit on the LIE, which is kind of the equivalent for those of you from out of town, kind of like taking the local streets. It's not like a little cul-de-sac. It's a pretty substantial street. But me being a New Yorker who understands I don't trust Ways I don't trust Google Maps. I don't trust those signs they put up. What I trust is the cabs. The cabbies talk to each other. They knew the fast way to go. And for some reason, they were all peeling off. Even though it's relatively, it's like, you know, 10, 30, 11 o'clock in the morning, they start peeling off. We make it down. What if get to the airport without any delays? Then I get back in the car after dropping them off, and I hear you and Nancy talking about this, and it made perfect sense. That someone was putting a delay. Because all you have to do is add like 10% of the traffic on the Van Wick and you back it up for, for two hours. And this is a perfect example. We were going, and we're not, you know, um, um, Huma's South Asian. She's not Arabic. But she, but we're going, think about all these people going to the Arab world on this flight who are probably going to miss this flight. Jordan made it. They're going to miss this flight because these knuckleheads are protesting. But I did was interested to hear what you were saying about who had the authority. If this was the middle of Sixth Avenue, they'd be arrested. Also, come on. No, no, they would not. It's proven. Uh, we've seen this happen. The car caravan the other night on Christmas Eve that went around Washington Square Park, blasting n- music from the top. They had like refrigerator size. Were they the mitzvah tanks? Were they the Jews no. in the mitzvah tanks? No, no, no. It was <laughs> it was the pro Hamas people. Uh, and this is what happens sometimes when you're on a, a Friday night or a Saturday night, the wee hours in the morning, and they get together and they blast bachata, merengue, you right. know, and it goes forever. You could hear like uh, in it, they play it in Mansmith and you can hear it in Greenpoint across the canal there. 
they had that kind of technology. So it was highly organized. So they're going round and round Washington Square Park, which you can do, drive, blasting this music that had nothing to do with the Christmas season. The carolers were in Washington Square Park caroling, as they normally do. These are not evangelicals, holy rollers, no. They are very liberal, progressive, many of them liberational theologists, but it's something they do every year. And it's I I attended one time near the Judson Memorial uh, Church. Very well done. And they ended up getting into altercations with these people. These are people of peace. They turn their cheek. They don't get it. But even cause them to get into fights with the Hamas people. The cops didn't do anything. I think that what the Port Authority did today is a lesson in what you can do when all of a sudden other people's rights are being violated by those who feel they have a right, in this case with the car caravan, which has been successful before in blocking traffic. Apparently, and to this date, and I want to thank Scooter and her videographers out there because they are the new media. You know, by the time it takes uh, a Channel 7 to send a helicopter out there or a van and how would they negotiate traffic, they'd have to go all around. You would never get this story. But these folks, they're, they're videographers. They're with the caravan. They're letting us see for ourselves the good, the bad, the ugly. And then they're posting it. And now we are privy to instantaneous news. We were able to break here at WABC. I don't yeah. think anybody else was talking about it. I mean, I could be wrong. I would apologize. Well, they're kind of like the future of news is gorilla, like just people on the street using their camera, knowing how to get it out. That certainly happened. But you think they did something tactically that was all that interesting? They just arrested people and told the trucks away, right? Well, not the trucks, but the vans and the cars yeah. uh, towed them away, cleared the traffic, made the arrest, 19 on the bus with, who is that, Adam again is the bus driver, we think, from Mineola. Adam from Mineola. Adam from Mineola. It was probably was a requisition. You know, record, get over here. Adam. Yeah. And they handled it quickly. But it sort of leads into this whole thing of the Hamas demonstrators are now pushing it, pushing as, as much as they can in all different directions how far they can go before no is You know no. who it reminds me of? It reminds me of you leading the protest against the migrant caravans here in New York. Yeah. Civil disobedience, part of the objective is to make people uncomfortable and make people aware of these fights. You know, everyone's like, what good does it do if you're making Jordan Wiener late for his first flight ever? It probably doesn't do any good to change that individual's mind, but the idea is you get attention, and that's and that's what their objective is. The problem that is is once okay now they've got us now they've got our attention and they haven't changed up at all in terms of what their tactics are like they're still saying the same things that are that are ahistorical and kind of silly, um, but, but, but they're know, getting bolder they're getting bolder and they're getting more brazen, and I think a lot of it has to do with they take the pulse because the cops the same cops are assigned to them all the time. Uh, I call them chasers. It's sort of like uh, you see in the Midwest, tornado chasers, you know, very popular TV series where they chase the tornado and eventually they go right into the eye of the tornado. So they see the demonstrators and the police now, they chase the demo. They follow the demonstrators. Right. They leave them alone for the most they part. They try to keep them moving, actually. Right. They move them and move them. Just move, they chase, and then uh, from time to time they gather up, and then there's some confrontations, there's some disagreements, whatever. 
They generally have community affairs lead this. They dress very much like yourself. Right. You're in your proud Met garb, right. your blue pullover. They wear blue pullovers, no hats. They have really nothing. You wouldn't even know they were police Because officers. a lot of times these protesters want to have conflicts with the cops. Yes, that's absolutely right. But I will say it is more like when we come back, I'm going to explain to you, because we got to play what the mayor said yesterday. You could have easily been mayor. You were running for mayor. If you hadn't had your personal problems, you would have been mayor, and you would have done a much better job than Bill de Blasio did. I ran for mayor. I lost. You had the personal problem of being a Republican. That was also your personal problem that kept you from being mayor. Yeah, that that was a big problem, (laughs) the big R in front of my name. Uh, But I want you to listen to what Eric Adams said yesterday in his weekly press conference about a consent decree that he signed. Now he's having second thoughts. And it's all around the concept of kettling, which I'm very familiar with, having had it done to me, having seen it, when it works, when it doesn't work, and how it is that now we've been warned they're going to stop the ball from dropping. Oh, my God. The ghost of Dick Clark and the American bandstand is not going to be able to welcome in the new year. The Hamas supporters are going to interfere with the ball dropping. And I'm like, really? Has it come down to this? Anthony Weiner on the left. Yours truly, Curtis Lee, on the right as we substitute for Greg Kelly and take you the rest of the way. Traffic jams tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. He's your numero uno. Greg Kelly Kelly. on the Red Apple Podcast Network. So, Anthony Weiner, before we play what the mayor had said yesterday about the consent decree, we've heard that a lot of late. The consent decree that was agreed to by Ed Koch years ago when he was mayor, the right to shelter. You know, he was involved in legal proceedings with the Coalition for the Homeless Legal Aid. So they agreed on a consent and consent consent decree. What exactly is a consent decree and why do people participate in it instead of just battling it out in court? So cities are vulnerable to lawsuits, right? They're vulnerable to lawsuits from an individual who drives over a pothole that hasn't been filled and they have to get their tire fixed. They can sue the city, any city, and say... You didn't do your job, therefore you've got to pay for my tire. But if there is some policy thing that a city is doing, a group of citizens can get together, or one citizen can get together and sue the city and go into court and say that this is a violation of my rights either in the state constitution or the U.S. constitution, and I want you to stop that policy. But sometimes they'll go in and say, I'm going to sue you 
for money damages because you did certain policy. Like, for example, when the Republican convention was in here, uh, uh, Mike Bloomberg and his police commissioner, who I think was Ray Kelly at the yeah. time. Yes, it was. They rounded up the, the father of the host of the show. They, they rounded up a bunch of people kind of indiscriminately. A lot of them suits. I was just on the sidewalk and the, I got swept up in this. And so getting to your question, what sometimes will happen is those that are suing will say, here's what I want as a part of a settlement, an agreement like we won't go to trial on this, but if we agree to settle, I don't want money. I want you to agree to change your policy in some way. So don't do this to anyone else. But they could also say, if you don't agree to that, I'm going to go into court and I'm going to get the court to maybe force you to maybe change that law even more severely and also pay me a bunch of million dollars for my troubles. So often cities have to decide, all right, I'm going to settle and I'm going to agree to change our policy because so that no one else gets victimized in this way. So it comes back to the housing for migrants. Someone pointed to a section in the state constitution that said everyone has a right to pursue their happiness or freedom and like that. And so Ed Koch said, we better settle because we want to at least be able to make the rules on who it is, the conditions we have to give them. We don't want to have to put them in fancy places, and we can get to where why it's. But getting to where we are today, there's all kinds of policies, but they're frequently as it relates to the police department. Some policy the police department has that if the if you sue the police department and you go before a judge, the judge might say we find in favor of the citizen, and you have to pay a bunch of money. And so very often cities will settle by saying we promise not to do it again. So uh, when he agreed to this, Eric Adams signed the consent decree. He had a press conference, and boy, he was crowing about it. What this, was the issue again? Uh, this had to do with kettling and the efforts that the police uh, used uh, in the summer of 2020 to rein in the Black Lives Matter demonstration. And kettling is Basically, what? you push him into a corner, you push him behind police barricades, they're not permitted to just walk uh, from the sidewalk to the streets, and pretty much. Well, that's you're the in. A, you're in. I mean, let's let's make sure we paint the right picture. You're you've got bicycle racks around you, and you're in a pen that you can't get out of. And I think the kettle refers to the idea of being stuck uh, in, in a boiling cauldron. Kind well, that's of why uh, when people see the ball drop uh, on Times Square and they look down to almost a million people. In cattle cars, in pens, that's what kettling is. You're stuck in the pen. You don't go anywhere else. Once you leave, let's say you have to use the facilities. That's why people say, we wear the pens when the ball <laughs> drops because we've been kettled in. Anyway, we will continue. You'll hear from what the mayor said. We'll talk about the Venezuelans who are the, the majority of those migrants who are already here and many who are pouring across the border. And also the image... Joe Biden and Jill Biden on a beach in St. Croix, Virgin Islands, and how that goes down with a lot of Americans out there. Greg Kelly, Greg Kelly. on the Red Apple Podcast Network. As we started off this program, ironic that uh, in the hour prior, Nancy and I had announced how the uh, caravan of Hamas supporters had blocked the entrance to JFK on the bandwick with a car caravan. And then within a half hour, the Port Authority had removed the vehicles, made arrests of 19, and on the bus that's probably driven by Adam, a regular caller to WABC, the terminal bus run by the Port Authority, 
they talk him, uh, took him off to wherever they booked them uh, for the Port Authority. Uh, at that very same time, Anthony Weiner was using the cab route to get to JFK because you sensed something was wrong. Yeah, and and, and, it, and it's all these people in jail. Here's the problem with this. All these people going to, J- to JFK, flying to these Arab countries who they probably sympathize with these protesters. Now they all are pissed at them because they're going to miss their flights. Right. And it's your first, uh, uh, your son's opportunity to fly on his it's own. First time on a company. It's amazing the process they have. Like what they'll do is they'll, they basically assigned an airport pers- uh, a person from the airline to walk him through security. It was a breeze. Well, what airline is he taking? Italia, uh, uh, it's like the... Oh, Italia, Italia. No, 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 not that one. No, the, it's, it's the... It's the South, it's the uh, the United Arab Emirates version of oh, it. Oh, no, that's a great airline. That's a great airline. Boy, they'll give him first-class service They're the whole way. The, yeah. Is he going to Dubai? Etihad. No, he's going to Abu Dhabi. Okay, all right. Etihad is what it's called. So he'll have know. a great time. Meantime, uh, we discuss what a consent decree is. Eric Adams, uh, more than a month ago, signed it. Uh, he agreed to the restrictions on the NYPD during a protest um, payments were awarded to those who had participated in Black Lives Matter in the summer of 2020. Right, but the people who sued, to be honest, to, to, just so we were clear, the people who sued are people who got locked up in these kettles and who hadn't done anything, who hadn't been arrested, hadn't gotten a ticket, they hadn't done anything. And some of them say they weren't even involved in the protest. They just happened to be where everyone was and they, they were, they were closed in and couldn't leave. Their rights as Americans, their freedoms as Americans were violated. And so that the city had to stop doing that. So he decided, I'm going to sign it now rather than go to trial. And this is what he said just yesterday in the aftermath of that. It's sort of like now it's like, ah, I knew it was going to be a problem. The, the signals we got was uh, they were telling us that we could have had a worse of outcome if we didn't come to some type of settlement. That was the signals. When I, As soon as I read the, the settlement, I said, this is a problem. This is a problem. And, you know, you have to go by the advice of your attorneys, you know. But uh, as soon as I read it, anyone who policed this city uh, should be concerned about what's in the settlement. That's not what he said when he signed it. He was, like, all joyful. He was doing the Tarantella. Uh, He was like, this is great. Now all of a sudden he's having second thoughts. Also, there's no such thing as an adversive. That's not a word. You guys should have. You guys should have a great debate where you both use your 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 misnomers. That's but, right. My uh, our well, spoonerisms, our fractured <laughs> phrases. Yes. But he he's probably most of that was probably factually right. He probably was told by his lawyers, "Look, we we should settle this case because we're not in a good position. We did lock people up in these kettle in these in these pens." And we didn't let them go, and that's a violation of their rights, and they're probably going to win the case. He's probably not wrong about that. He just kind of wants to have it both ways. I use my judgment as the – by the way, I doubt very much they came to him and said, should we settle this case? Now, this is the problem, though, and I equate it to no cash bail uh, because we are the only state in the nation that does not allow judges uh, to make a decision. It's all basically – this is the way it is on no cash bail policy compared to 49 other states. Jersey, for instance, has no cash bail. They had it two years before us, and they called in a panel of experts, both sides of the issues, people who do defense uh, of those accused, prosecutors, cops, people who are involved in all different aspects of law enforcement and victims' rights and also uh, the accused rights. 
They came up with a pretty good plan. You don't really hear many problems coming out of Jersey dealing with no cash bail. They decided we'll leave the the final decision to the person who's in the black uh, regal robes. New York decided, no, we're not going to go the route of every other state. So when Cuomo and those in the state legislature were putting it together, they sought counsel only from those who were representing defendants, accused, as opposed to law enforcement and prosecutors and such. So we've had problems with that ever since. Likewise, I don't believe, and that's why I wish the reporters would have followed up with some questions. Did you actually talk with the police, not the lawyers, but with your police commanders? Right, but the, the police department has its own office of legal counsel and what the policy is the police and making sure everyone is complying with the rules. But the problem here is, is this wasn't that complicated a case like there's like all kinds of nuance around it. The big question is always around these protests. And you and I have had a, had a conversation about this just the other day is that people have a right to protest. They have a right to get in people's way, but you can't violate some rules. And others, but it's, a, it's complicated because there's all kinds of protests that go on all the time. What they were choosing to do in this case with Black Lives Matter during this time was to try out this new policy where you don't keep them just away from someplace, but you wrap around them and hold them into a place. Now, that is a change in what the NYPD always used to do. I remember police commissioners, I was on the, I was on the public safety committee of the city council, would always testify, you always want to get them moving, disperse the energy of the mob, don't keep it all up together. But if you're going to hold it against Adams for doing that deal because he didn't consult with the cops, it was probably negotiated by NYPD lawyers. No, understood. But because, remember, he ran on this campaign, I was a police officer for 22 years. He certainly knows a lot of top cops. I would bet you he never consulted any of them. That should have been a pro forma. Now, number two, having been in many demonstrations myself where I've been arrested uh, and where I intended to be arrested as part of civil disobedience, let me give you one of the more recent ones at uh, Gracie Mansion. Uh, We brought demonstrators there because, remember, originally Eric Adams said he would house some migrants in Gracie Mansion. Right. Then he said, well... It's really more symbolic. I've been told by Corporation Council I can't do that. That's still debatable. So we decided, wait a second, it can't be do as I say, not as I do. So we had a protest. And didn't I offer you a little germ of a good idea there, that they should have a a gate from Carl Scherz Park and use the tents they use for all their ceremonial activities? Explain that. Explain that because this is still an issue that I'm going to bring up, not only with the mayor, but with all the city council people, especially those uh, who uh, want us to take in more migrants, I notice none of them have taken in a migrant. You can get $68 a day from the city. And all these churches and synagogues and mosques, only two churches in the South Bronx have taken up the offer of the city at $86 a day, you know, that they get per diem from migrants. All these other religious people, you know, oh, we should be bringing in more migrants. They don't house any of the migrants. Well, None of them. You, you, so, so one of the places they did put the migrants is in a national park. Yes. Well, a lot of people who listen to this program, maybe from around the country, don't realize that the mayor lives in a city park. Uh, Gracie Mansion is technically part of a city. It's, it's actually run by the city parks department. There's another agency called General Services helps manage it, but you're in a park. And it sits on the East River right next to what's called Carl Schurz Park, another publicly accessible park. And one of the arguments that you've made is, hey, if you're saying it's okay to put people in parks, we have lots of parks. 
and one of them is in your backyard. And so the mayor said, wait a minute, it's a problem because people can't come and go through security to get in and out. It would not be convenient, and the police have said it, it doesn't work. Now, it's funny how he consults the police on that, but doesn't c- c- consult them on, on stopping uh, protesters. But I pointed out that there is a gate. It's a big fence, actually, that separates the park where the public walks around and walks their dogs and exercises and the backyard of Gracie Mansion, which is used as kind of a party space. They have these big, temporary, but pretty sturdy tents. Actually, they look a lot like the ones that they have at Floyd Bennett Field. And so what I suggested they do, so you don't need to cross through Gracie Mansion for these migrants when they come, you'd basically pop a hole in the fence you put security or a cop at that at that fence, and they can go in and out of the backyard. You already have the tents that are up 10 months out of the year anyway because there are always activities going on back there. And boom, you've got housing probably 20, 30, 40, 50 migrants right there in the backyard of Gracie Mansion. That was brilliant. At the time, I applauded you. I continue to applaud you. The mayor really needs to do that because it helps when you say, do as I say and look as I do. We have city council people. They very. They want to bring even more migrants. They have yet to take a migrant home. Like plus, I say, religiously. Plus, plus, imagine how much attention it would get if the mayor said we all have to make a sacrifice. Um, worldwide media would come to the backyard of Gracie Mansion and say, "Well, look how bad this is." Even my, and I think that that would be a great way to get attention. But go ahead. You're right, and he still has the opportunity to do that. Uh, as you know, I've uh, been doing a program with Andrew Giuliani, who grew up there in Gracie Mansion. AC, I, you call it ACDC, don't you? That's right, ACDC. Because he doesn't you know, know the other aspect. He, does, of AC/DC. he doesn't know the meaning. I can tell he doesn't. That's a Kevin George inside <laughs> joke on all of us. <laughs> but anyway, I used to go back there and play wiffle ball with him and his sister when they were just little kids. I'm sure Rudy and his wife, Donna, appreciate that I'm getting a break because those kids were, like, filled with energy. So I'd hit the wiffle ball, right? And it's a huge backyard. That's great. And their uh, Labrador retriever would grab it first, uh, goalie, and be all slobbering and bring it back to me, and I'd hit it out there again. It was great. You were right. They keep a tent there at all times for ethnic gatherings. Before any major ethnic events, they do a gathering at Gracie Mansion when the mayor is the host. And they put a tent up in case it's inclement weather. And there'd be easily, as you said, 40 people. The mayor could get out of this, you know, hey, look, I'm doing my fair share. Everybody's got to do the. He refuses to do that. Refuses. He said, well, it's symbolic. And I think your suggestion there is uh, so right. And you know what's happened with Floyd Bennett Field now, which is just about at the point where it's uh, becoming a problem for the surrounding community, you had said early on in the process, because you had been the congressman representing that area, that you cannot house people in a federal park. What actually are, are the restrictions to that when well, it comes Paul, to the feds? Well, here's the thing. Now, it, you can live there because you can come in in Winnebago to an but And I want to tell you, talking about Floyd Bennett Field, it's the same as Grand Canyon. It's the same as Grand Teton National Park. It's Grand, Grand Redwoods Park. We might think because it's an urban national park that some oh there are different rules for it. No, it's the exact same rules exist. And so what they did, and I looked at some of the documents, what they did is they entered into basically a long-term RV agreement is the best way to put it. And the city is paying a bunch of money to the federal government. Ironically, we're always complaining how the federal government isn't giving us enough money. We just signed a, a, an agreement that the city and state would pay the federal government. They have to do that because you've got to treat it basically like their camping fees. 
So I believe. Wait, wait, wait a second. So the migrants are now like they're in an RV well, camp. No, they're in the part of the law. Now, I happen to believe in one of the mistakes that was made, and I don't want to relitigate this because I don't want to hear you yell about it for an hour, is that bringing a suit in state in state in state court by an election lawyer was not the way to do this. Oh, the way this to do is to rally environmental lawyers and say, listen, if we don't stop it here, there is nothing stopping it from being in national parks. And there's nothing stopping it. And by the way, it doesn't have to be the migrants. We can just put homeless shelters in national parks all around the country now because of the slippery slope that we're on. So I believe that they are, they're violating at least the spirit of, of the National Parks Act. But the way they're getting around it is they're treating it as if this is like a special event, like if you had a a festival there and you wanted to use it for a few weeks um, in, a, in, a, in a part that's consistent with having a parks use. The problem with this is the very – I think it's the second paragraph of the law says to ensure that we could preserve parks resources for natural preservation or or, or reasonable parks uses – no one would ever think that housing homeless people is a reasonable so, park use. So because we've set a precedent in Floyd Bennett Field, I don't know of any other federal parks that are being utilized in this capacity. You could extrapolate from that that as this problem continues to grow in size, that it might be used in Colorado, which has now a severe problem in Denver, Chicago, and a general a greater Chicago area, or any of those areas which have pretty much reached their limit in terms of housing that they can provide. Yeah, I mean, my view was you create a progressive environmental coalition around you can't you. We all want to care for the migrants. You can't put them in national parks because now what's going to happen is if you're the mayor, you're the mayor of suburban Chicago or something like that, and you have a national park nearby, you grab what's online from this lease. You take the, the the same language and you say, we're going to do the same thing, in, in, and, and now that's the slippery slope that they're on. And let me tell you something. Uh, I know for a fact that, Anthony Weiner, you are definitely a devotee to national parks. When you were congressman, I will never forget you standing there with a safari hat on, binoculars, the shorts, T-shirt that the bird watchers had as you were looking at the birds migrating Going whoop a woo, whoop a woo. Well, you, you probably don't know this, but Nancy does. I bet half of all the bird species in North America, at one time or another, are here in Floyd Bennett Field and Gateway National Park. And the reason is, if you think about these birds that are flying over from from north to south and south to north, they look down and it's all lights and concrete and cars, and then it's this big piece of open real estate. So we get all kinds of amazing birds there, and uh, and I'm 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 proud of the small role. We we got some funding to build this nice um, this nice uh, uh, um, welcome center for the birders, and they show up there with their long lens cameras, yeah. and 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 it's 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 a great thing. But now it's also a place that's going to be and and I and, and I was consistent about this. NASCAR came you know because it's a big open space and said we'll give you millions of dollars for future use that. in the park if you let us have this NASCAR and I said listen we love the, the the money you're offering us but if I let NASCAR in how come I can't get ever have a USFL team they, come in there? They should have listened to Anthony Weiner instead of going to state supreme court. Joe Ariola, you should have listened to Anthony Weiner. Greg Kelly, Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. So earlier, Anthony Weiner, as you were on your way to JFK, your son on his way to the UAE, you actually wised up and took the 
cab route. You watched the cabs staying off of the Van Wick because they knew something was wrong. It turns out there was a caravan of Hamas supporters who blocked the entrance to JFK within a half hour. Port Authority cops had arrested 19, had removed the vehicles with tow trucks, and apparently a avid listener of both Greg Kelly and uh, James Golden, uh, and also Dominic Carter, Adam from Mineola. And he calls me on Saturdays, too. Oh, he does, yeah. Well, anyway, uh, that's his job. He drives the bus round and round from terminal to terminal, and he uh, requisitioned it and arrested 19. Uh, hopefully we have more details later on. But on uh, the way over, Nancy, who broke that story here at WABC, passed St. Patrick's Cathedral. First off, an absolute mess in front, garbage everywhere. She's just posted the pictures. Garbage. garbage. Hey, hey, forget the city cleaning it up. Hey, archdiocese, get your maintenance guy out there and change the pail every hour. Cause well, it's get crowded. that guy across the street who's holding the who's holding the, the world on his shoulders oh, to, yeah. to put down the world, pick up a little garbage, <laughs> and then pick up the world again. But right opposite on East 51st Street of St. Patrick's Cathedral, heavily trafficked Fifth Avenue this time of year. It's the Venezuelan consulate. I was oblivious to that. You see, the big flag is still flying out there. The rest of it is all boarded up with plywood. It looks like what I dealt with when I started the Guardian Angels in the Bronx in the 70s, like a burned-out building. The lower portion, it's abandoned right across from St. Patrick's Cathedral. Why would they not clean that up or make it more presentable? Why would they leave it in the... In the condition that it is. Why don't they sell it? I mean, I don't know. The Venezuelan embassy probably hasn't been occupied ever since we broke off diplomatic relations with Venezuela. You know, people forget when they complain about this immigration policy. You know where it all began, all these Venezuelans, is when we made it our policy, both Democrats and Republicans alike, to try to bring down this socialist Maduro in Venezuela. We cut off their sales of oil. We drove their economy into a tailspin. And now those people have no place to go, so they're coming north. But what happens is, is that very often these beautiful places around here in Midtown, since we're close to the United Nations and since they don't pay taxes and they're, they're not touched by international law, basically, a lot of beautiful places. We have one, I think it's the Ecuador right down here, not far from our studio. But yeah, I mean, maybe if we, maybe we should restart diplomatic relationships with Venezuela because in addition to them cleaning up their building here, we could also deport people back to Venezuela. Right now we have no deportation plans with them. It's closed. It's all boarded yeah. up. It's like an abandoned building in the South Bronx. Go to, uh, Curtis Lee with my Facebook account, my Twitter account. You can probably see it on my Instagram. Anyway, up next. Uh, let's get right into the upcoming national election uh, for president and obviously the Senate, Congress, everyone, almost everyone is up for election. Trump, they're trying to keep him off the ballot in some states. President is vacationing in St. Croix in the Virgin Islands with his wife, Jill. And there are thousands coming to the border expecting to be able to enter into our country. Uh, you'll get analysis. From Anthony Weiner on the left, yours truly, Curtis Lee, we're here on the right. You don't need to go anywhere. It's live and local programming. You don't get it anywhere else because they play best of, which is really worst of, right here on the Mothership Connection for Greg Kelly, WABC. <laughs> 